0: to so many sequels, I'm Josh. I'm Andrew. I am Garrett. And I'm David. Uh, today on the show, we are embarking on a great journey. Oh my god! An epic. uh, I don't know why I'm teasing. The, you can see it on the TV if you're watching <laughs> the uh, the video, video version video. of this podcast. On the other side of this camera. Here. Video killed the podcast so, stars. <laughs> <laughs> you mm, no.
1: For any random musical references, please contact Garrett.
0: Yeah, but not for any relevant ones. No, not not (laughs) relevant. Only, only from the eighties. Are you
1: on
2: Twitter?
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, use
2: it. I don't know if I follow you or not.
0: Yeah, like I said, we're embarking on a great journey this time. Uh, We started this show with the original Star Wars trilogy. Our very first episode was Star Wars: A New Hope. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we're better now than we were then.
2: Yeah, we probably should have listened to it
0: before this. Well. It's my, maybe it's good that we didn't. Yeah. I mean, you weren't there for it. You know, it was the early days. It wasn't. It was a happier uh, just the time. three of us. But we're ending that journey now with the new Star Wars trilogy. Um, we'll get
1: beginning. to the prequels at a later date. Yeah. Well, undetermined time. It doesn't matter. No
3: one's really was, too concerned because, with that. because George Lucas. George Lucas did. Yeah. Um, so I do want to visit the prequels one. Oh, well, yeah, I'm sure we will. they're on circle. the list. I think it would be a, fun.
2: But it's prominent to do, It's 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 resonant to do this series right now because Rise mm-hmm. of the Skywalker, the final one in this Skywalker Rise of Skywalker, saga. if you want to What remember. did I say? You
0: said Rise of the Skywalker, and that oh, is I'm technically sorry. not correct. I can't, I can't <laughs> stop saying it. You really
2: want to put that the in there. I know, I think it's because of Return of the Jedi. There's too many,
0: you can't have two I of I keep those. trying to put
2: Rise of the Skywalker, Rise of Skywalker. Um, I'm going to close it out here this year.
0: So today, though, this week, we're going to cover Star Wars The Force Awakens, the... First Star Wars movie since the Revenge of the Sith when it ri- originally came out. Yep, uh, the first Star Wars in film to be set after Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, as we said, the other movies were prequels, so this or was a, a Return big... of Jedi. <laughs> no, that one has the the. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this is this was a big movie when it came out. Yep. Huge movie, yeah. huge hype, huge everything about it. Huge, mm-hmm. huge. <laughs> uh, does everyone? Have oh no oh, the leaf blower's going again yeah cool. <laughs> um oh and they're done nope he's back nope, it's a good time and I'm um, be flowing. does everybody have a word to describe the Force Awakens I
2: think we all might have very similar words define word
1: no one word. Has, nobody has the word that I have because it's not a real word but it's a it's, a, it's I, uh,
0: I chose the word rebirth hmm rebirth that is similar to mine yeah yeah, yeah.
2: back hmm Andrew just used the word back. He thinks of <laughs> He thinks of Sarah makes a lot when he thinks of this song. Huh? thinks Star Wars
0: Got Back.
2: Er er. er, 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 er. I said
1: nostalgic.
3: Nostalgic, yes. Did you just coin a new word? I
1: am, I coined a new word. Okay.
3: Mine is
0: awakened. Awakened, yeah. And... Uh, that was uh, mostly a letdown. Good job, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I created a word
1: that is relevant.
0: Yeah, but nostalgia also would have
1: worked. <laughs> it would have, but it was yeah. also new. Yeah. So I did the nostalgic because it sounds like nostalgic.
2: Get it? Yeah, I get the
3: defense. Okay. That's yeah. weird strong. that
2: both of those
3: it's, words. These are his words. The force is not strong in that. No, well, you pronounce both
2: words differently, but the actual word has an O, and you pronounce it with a U and yep. an E both times on purpose. You pronounce it with, anyway. <laughs> so what did you guys think? We just rewatched it. This is the first time I've watched it since probably uh, 2017. Probably the third or fifth time I've watched it. It's only mm.
3: four years old, but I feel like it still holds up pretty yeah. well. Why wouldn't it? Yeah. I'm just saying. Because the prequels the, don't? They're, they're, the prequels don't. They really don't. Like, right, but like... The, despite the only prequels being are pretty tended, much
1: 20
2: years
3: old. Well, they they prequels, were bad
2: when they came out.
3: Yeah, but they were like... Nah, you won't find a lot of people who will say that, though
0: like diehard fans out of the prequels. well not anymore all when they first movies, came out they were hated so hard all you know? movies have the risk of not holding up yeah that that's the thing i, I think
2: what it. i think what i want to take off of what you just said was it's been 4 years and yet somehow it feels longer ago yeah. to me like it feels like the force awakens has been out for 10 years in my mind because maybe and maybe that's just because of the, the how grandiose star wars always has been and how it's mm-hmm. always been a part of our lives but uh it, even though it came out in 2015 there are it somehow feels like i've been waiting decades for episode 9 to come out even though i've only been waiting 4 years
3: yeah yeah that's true i i think it's a pretty clever tactic on their part because yeah whenever whenever <laughs> it was first released whenever it was first released yeah it it it's it is a brand new episode. Mm-hmm. It is a it is a brand new episode because, um, <laughs> sorry, I lost me first It's
2: okay, we had a technical glitch there, we're, like, we're all right.
3: Yeah, I mean, it, it took it took so long because, it, it, like, uh, the last episode, which is episode 3, up until episode 7, is this? Yeah. Is that all right? Yeah. So episode 3 up until episode 7 is like, what, maybe 10 years?
2: Yeah, it's about a 10 year gap. Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith, came out in 2005. mm mm-hmm. Uh, Force Awakens in 2015, and I
3: feel like you only had to play around with like so much, and you didn't get anything fresh, like because everything just felt very like the the prequels, even though they were newer, really felt dated.
2: Yeah, I, I don't know why. Well, it's because it's so. I think those ones relied so much on uh, the the the. the, the, the CGI of that day, of that mm-hmm. time period. Everything's like super blue screen, everything like they, they there's a lot of unnecessary at times, yeah. computer effects. Mm-hmm. And this one really dialed it back. There's plenty of visual effects, I'm not going to pretend like there's none, but I think they also dove hard into creating some practical effects, doing some mon- doing some, some alien monsters in the way that they did them in the past. Yeah. You know, just creating physical costumes and, and crazy suits and Muppets and things like that. You know, getting Jim Henson studios in there to create some cool aliens mm-hmm. that add a tangible feel and so like it feels more real It feel, and, and somehow feels less old than Charge R. Binks who's a character that's you know almost entirely CGI and just looks dated because he's entirely CGI for you know the year 2000 for the year 1999 which wasn't great yeah. Garrett, what about you? You called it nostalgic. What is exactly what does is that mean? This is just a rehash of a yep. new yep. hub. It's,
1: it's just the same thing. You toxic fanboy. Yep. How dare you? No, I'm going to make fun of them a lot. <laughs> um, no, I like what this one did. Because like this is the first Star Wars that feels like a Star Wars movie. Um, you, you talked about the prequels. They didn't really feel like a Star Wars movie. But you go into this one and they did a good job of saying, here's some old and we're going to we're going to remind you like we know what star wars is. We know what we're doing. Here's some stuff that you're familiar with with new stuff with new characters with new stories, but very similar things to set you in for the next two movies that we're going to be doing. Mm-hmm. And I really like that as a groundwork base, moving forward they changed they did something very different for Last Jedi, which we're we'll talking about next week, but this one, I really enjoyed the fact that they gave me something that I was enough familiar with, and gave me something new that I could get on board with. It was a good melding
2: of old and new.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And Josh, you called it awakening. So what? What awakened? It, awakened. What? has it's because woken you.
0: The Force was awakened. <laughs> right? Star Wars was awakened. Right. I was awakened. Mm-hmm. Andrew had to be awakened. <laughs> There's a whole bevy of things that you can uh, right. attach that word to later <laughs> in this movie. Right. Um, but, but ultimately, yeah, it just comes down to the fact that this really brought Star Wars back in a way that I think the majority of fans wanted it to be brought back.
2: And I think, yeah. I mean, it,
0: it became the. Second highest grossing movie of all time at the time, I believe, in no, the No, it, well, it became uh,
2: the highest grossing at the time. At the
0: time. No. Now, no, now no, it's not. It didn't pass Avatar, did
2: it? it well, it, it didn't pass Avatar worldwide, but it passed it domestically. That's it is right. true.
0: Okay, yeah. so worldwide, it was the second highest grossing right. of all time. Domestically, it was the highest grossing movie it of all time. It still is, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, you forget about the, be the list differ between world and United States.
2: Yeah, it's kind of one of those... Uh, traditionally, the United States will be where most movies make most of their money. Yeah. Um, right. 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 Uh, because it's hard to make a movie that has broad appeal. But the movies that are big, big blockbusters. Your Marvel movies and your Star Wars now and your Pixar films, stuff mm-hmm. like that. International is huge. Yeah. You know? Right. Like you know, Finding Dory is a billion dollar movie thanks to over- overseas right. markets. So, The Force Awakens. Uh, Is kind of like a a very special juggernaut because it passed like everything. And I don't, I, I, it would be very difficult to pass it at this point. We'll get more into that later. But it, but there's a fan base, like you said, that was kind of dormant. Exactly. Because, I mean, while Star Wars fans never really stopped being Star Wars fans, there wasn't anything new to look forward to. Not
0: much. I mean, they had had the Clone Wars television show, Mm -hmm. uh, which is uh, really well regarded. Mm -hmm. People do really like that show. In fact, it's coming back for another season after it had ended. Um On Disney Plus, yeah, right? On Disney Plus, so yep. so that's not going anywhere. But yeah, there wasn't much. I believe I'm trying to remember the timeline. I think after Revenge of the Sith the um, Clone Wars cartoon movie came out, is that right? Yeah, sometime probably like
2: two thousand seven, I would imagine. Yeah, so yeah. The,
0: there was one theatrical Star Wars movie that no one really talks about, and it is that. And
2: movie it was kind
1: that, of
0: a it was kind one. of so,
2: a, a pilot for the show that would end. Up right.
0: Coming out. Well, I think they,
1: they've been let down as a fan base for so many things. Like George Lucas continues to change and tweak and make something different and add something in and put more bad CGI in old movies, and we just want him to leave it alone. Then you had the and you had the prequels, which people just were like, ah, "It's not there, not very good. Uh, what happened to your writing? Why are you doing this?" And it's just been something that let them down. And so this, again, it's advancing the story that they love with the Skywalkers and the Solos and all of the people that they're familiar with. And it's got the original cast. It's got J.J. Abrams, who's proven himself at this point with Star Trek. He's able to handle that. Mm -hmm. He's a big-name producer. Um, He's on to direct it, too. And it's just got... It looks like it's Star Wars. You see the trailers and it's like, yeah, this
2: looks like what I want. Yeah, And it has, yeah, it has the, the what, something that I felt, because I've been re-watching all of the films in anticipation, and in addition to, um, I don't know if anybody who's listening to the show has watched started watching The Mandalorian, but between that show and these new movies, they really add a sense of atmosphere yeah. back to this uh, universe something that felt like it was kind of gone in the in, in the prequels that a lot of people had a problem with is that they just felt so, you know, it felt like you're watching a movie, whereas, like, I felt like this universe was really alive yeah. in one watching A Force Awakens. Things are happening in the background. It felt so, vi- so vibrant and yet so dirty at the same time. It felt like a future that's been lived in and just really jumps off the screen uh, throughout the movie. So... I really think that, like, J.J. Abrams was a solid choice for the director mm-hmm. here because he's able to kind of, like, find those little things. I think you guys talked about it when you watched Super 8. He's really good at harnessing in on what it is that, like, appeals to, I think, a, a kid's mind, and that's always going to appeal to almost anybody. Yeah, the, or
0: the imagination. The Imagination. imagination is the better, yeah, the better term. He can appeal to the imagination. Yeah, well, so... Um, you talk about the atmosphere, how it makes it... It gives it a sense of atmosphere and environment, and I think that's exactly right. Because in the in the lull between the first trilogy and this and the prequel trilogy and beyond, there was this entire expanded universe created mm. through novels and uh, comic books and all that that were at the time canon. And so fans were introduced to these new characters and new worlds through the books that they knew what this universe could be and never got to see it. And I think it it does serve to that, um, how this is a more atmospheric film, and you can see, uh, Lucasfilm digging into that more with expanded shows like The Mandalorian and all that, but I wanted to talk about the, the, a little bit of the history, uh, ahead of this, uh, there was, it wasn't always sunshine and rainbows, I mean, Disney announced the purchase of Lucasfilm in 2012, Mm -hmm. and there was a lot of concern about that, and there was a lot of backlash against it, and some of it for good reason, at the time. One of, the things that, one of the first things that Disney did was say that that entire uh, wealth of expanded universe would now longer be canon. They mm-hmm. erased it all from history. And yeah. that upset a lot of people. Did they have a reasoning for that? Uh, yeah, I, I think they just wanted a reset. Wanted I think they just, just their wanted their a hard thing. reset. Well, sure.
2: Yeah, and I always wondered if it was that or if it was like somehow the rights to those things were more complicated than just buying Lucasfilm it could a be. studio.
0: I don't know that. We're, we'd be speculating, but you know. I think largely what, what ultimately happens in situations like that is the deeper canon goes, especially in an expanded universe of books with different authors, is it gets nearly impossible to stay within that canon yeah. without contradicting yourself somewhere. So the easiest thing to do is to just hit the yeah. escape pod on all of it. It does make sense. And keep the movies.
2: To not let yourself be beholden by something somebody wrote in 1992 in a book yeah. that like you know, wasn't necessarily even like a high seller. But like right. somebody's going to dig up and go, oh, they totally ruined their thing here. Exactly. Why put yeah. yourself in that position? I get that, too. I don't know.
0: So this is also the first Star Wars movie without much real input from George Lucas. Mm-hmm. Darn. Uh, because he sold off everything. Good.
2: Yeah, he was apparently asked to consult. But yeah, I'm he, sure he, he did He says they didn't really take any of his, his, his advice. <laughs> oh, I
1: You why. should put a funny little uh, alien boy who talks with Misa Misaso in there. The kids will really like it that. Did. Um, uh, they did. <laughs> kids really did like that. Yeah, yeah. that's
3: true. At the time. And that's where it ended. And those kids grew up and went, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> um, does anybody actually like Jar
0: Jar Binks? I'm sure someone does. Okay. I'm, he, I'm sure. I mean, kids almost definitely love him. I now, whether they now I whether they trying. keep it as they grow older, I don't know. But Jar Jar is definitely a character for children. Oh yeah, and that we'll save that for the Phantom Menace discussion. <laughs> um, but there's
3: sorry, mean. I didn't mean to get
0: off. Of that. <laughs> there's a whole bunch you could say about that. Now, um, to to jump back to the Force Awakens, I want to talk about this cast a little bit. Mm. Yeah, they bring back the original stars: Harrison Ford, Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, um, Anthony Daniels as C three PO. Yeah, and um, I'm sure there were other surprises. I'm forgetting Peter Mayhew.
2: He was briefly Chewbacca. Chewbacca. I think I don't remember. Someone did take over was. for him. I don't remember if that was during this production or if oh, that was retired. for the Last Jedi. I
0: think it was in the Last Jedi. Someone yeah. took over for Peter Mayhew. Yeah. But in addition to to the old regime, we've got a new cast of characters. Most of them unknowns. Mm. Daisy Ridley plays. Our movie and series protagonist, Ray. Um, John Boyega is Finn, a reformed stormtrooper, which is really cool. Oscar Isaac, one of the few people who probably has a name going into this. I'd say Oscar and Lupita and Youngo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I actually have some, bring some, a some little forward. bit of star power. Well, I'm, I'm <laughs> saying of the not right, 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 original right. cast. Right, 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 right. Oscar and Lupita. Um, Oscar
2: plays uh the coolest character. Poe Han Poe po Yeah, literally, my gone. opinion. I mean,
0: yeah, I you. Yeah, I think he's fair. the coolest he's character cool.
2: since Han Solo to be in
0: one of these movies. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um. That's generally it. I mean, there's some other characters, but oh, well, you um, didn't even right? mention Adam Driver. Oh, and Adam Driver, of course. How could I forget right, Adam right, right. as a uh, as Kylo, Kylo Ren. Ren, our new uh, Vader surrogate. Yeah,
2: our 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 our. our continuation of the skywalker uh well and solo gene Mm pool star wars
0: is
1: always well i mean i say always but like the first one they they look for people that people don't really recognize
0: well they had to the first time they had they had no money but But for
1: this one they continued that trend again yeah all of these people for the most part relatively unknowns oscar isaac had what had he done Ex Machina by then? Or? I think
3: Oscar Isaac was like a, yeah, the same uh, year. Oscar Isaac was He's he's been done for a while. I believe it got yeah. the same year. Okay. Yeah. Oscar Isaac and uh Oscar Isaac and um Adam Driver were both in uh, inside Lewin Davis. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, Did but you? four people saw that and two of three of them are in his <laughs> room. <laughs> <laughs>
2: not saying that's a bad thing. I like that movie. Mm-hmm. They I mean, had been in films, and I'm sure John and Dave, I mean, John Dwight actually turned down being in that Jesse Owens biopic mm-hmm. that came out, I think, in 2016 to be in this. Um, so it's possible that all of these people... And Daisy Ridley is, very, uh, is, is, is generating a bit of a career. It's, probably, it's highly possible all these people were just about to be... Maybe not household names, but bigger names in the industry, and Star Wars gets in there and just gets them right... At yeah. the perfect point to make them all household names. That's great. Yeah. yeah, for sure.
3: I especially would want to compliment Daisy Ridley because yeah, this was her first theatrical film. I'm sure it's got to be exhausting to like not only for this for this to be not only be her first theatrical mm-hmm. film, but also like to take on the entire fandom that yeah, is yeah, it's true, and, and the ha- press and tour her, and all that, and have her and have her be the you know, well, like at the helm
2: and everything. Yeah, to speak speaks I got something very specific about that here in a second. But yeah, it is a daunting task and she handles it in terms of the performance really well. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. she's a really believable heroine yeah. and um uh, she got, you know, she got a great look. She's uh you know, she she feels like she fits in this universe and um and she has a great command of the screen whenever she's on it. Mm-hmm. You just kind of like she you can believe her being vulnerable. You can also believe she's kind of a badass. Mm-hmm. So she's got like all those little it factors you need to really be the kind of the, the lead for this this trilogy that we've had.
0: Um yeah, no, that, that's true. I think Daisy brings uh the same kind of charm and commands the same attention that, that Mark Hamill did as Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. They both have this innocence about them but this quality that there is something powerful about them. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that was done on purpose. Mm-hmm. They're very yeah. similar characters in that way.
2: Yeah, they, uh, they saw something in her, and I'm really glad they did. She's got a real command of it. Yeah. Real okay. hero quality.
0: So, I guess let's get into the movie itself a bit. Uh, we open with this... Um, uh, in this village type thing where where Oscar Isaacs Poe Dameron is there to collect um this for lack of a better term, I'll call it a flash drive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> With uh, the location of that. Luke Skywalker yeah. on it, who has been missing since Return of the Jedi,
2: apparently. Well, since sometime
0: after Return of Jedi.
2: Yeah. yeah. So sometime after because uh-huh. we run in Last Jedi we're in the last Jedi. What exactly? Sent him in yes, We're not there yet, though. Well, we're not there yet. We're so not there yet. <laughs> as far as we know, he's been missing for upwards of 30 years. Exactly.
0: Um, and then the First Order <laughs> arrives with Kylo Ren to stop them, and uh, Poe is captured. He escapes with the help of... What is FN? FN-2187. FN-2187. FN, FN FN FN, FN he's
2: a stormtrooper who has a, a crisis of confidence, or not a crisis of confidence, but like a... a, a, a
3: cr- I was going to... A cri- I was going to say a crisis of conscience. Yeah, yeah, a crisis of conscience when
2: uh, civilians are murdered in front of him during yeah. the uh, the kidnapping of, of
0: Poe. Talk about that right now, then uh, John Boyega's character. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've never in the Star Wars movies seen a stormtrooper take their helmet off. Nope. We've only ever seen Luke pretend to be a stormtrooper. <laughs> right. So the the just the fact that this movie went decided to tackle. <laughs> the idea of a stormtrooper who wants to switch sides is pretty cool yep. and um, unprecedented for Star Wars, at least. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Well,
1: a lot of <clears throat> I think the opening is very, in my opinion, unprecedented for Star Wars because, you know, there's all, there's so many jokes about stormtroopers don't hit anything. In this movie, they come out murdering people. Mm-hmm. Like, you yep. see them sit like shooting guns, blasting people to their deaths yeah. immediately. Yeah. And that sets this people. tone of realism that you don't really get... In the first ones, because they miss so many times. Mm-hmm. And it just becomes a joke. But in this one, it's like, oh my goodness, they're actually killing people. Yeah. That's crazy. And then they set up Kylo Ren. He, he comes out, and he's dressed in all black, and he's got his mask, and he's got his funny voice, and he sounds a little bit like Vader. And you first think, man, it's just going to be a Vader knockoff. Yeah. And then they do with him what they did with Vader, and they set him up to be a... Believable badass right out of the gate. He it orders them to be all murdered. Just get rid of them. Ruthless. He stops the blaster with the force immediately. Mm-hmm. He just goes to town
2: on everyone, and yeah. you're like, oh, this guy, he's badass. Yeah, it's clear that like the 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 idea of him, uh, they weren't necessary in trying to create a new Vader type character. It works. It wouldn't work if he was just if he was just that and there was no allusion to Darth Vader at all. But it's because mm. Kylo Ren is actually trying to be like Vader. That's his motivation. Right. Yeah. So it, it, it's not that he's a knockoff Vader. He's literally somebody trying to become Darth Vader. So if it was just some guy that we met and they acted like Vader and they didn't even know who Darth Vader was, then it wouldn't be cool. They'd be like, this is just a Vader knockoff. Yeah. But this is a guy who's actively trying to pick up that legacy. But- uh you know, but going back much to like everybody else.
1: But going back to Boyega and his mm. character and the whole aesthetic of a stormtrooper having his crisis of conscience—that is just again something so new and out of the out of idea. the realm of Star Wars. Because in, at sometimes I don't remember which prequel it is, but you learn that most stormtroopers are clones, correct? Mm-hmm. So he takes off his helmet and he doesn't look like anything new. So then it creates this question of. Are they clones? And then I think General, the general, I don't remember his full title, but I've been calling him general, says something that his troopers are tr- taken at birth and trained and programmed. Mm-hmm. So then that leads it to believe, like, do you mean they're taken at birth? Or are you saying that they're clones and you're saying birth is like a metaphor? Like, where does Finn fall into this. And then later on, he brings up the fact that he was taken from a family that he'll never know, and just trained to be a Mm stormtrooper. So, there's still some questions, but uh, you kind of are led to believe at this point that they are using real humans and just basically brainwashing them. And so for him to have that moment of, can I do this is really interesting, because that's you, you theoretically would think that he wouldn't even have that kind of Essence in him because it's so not what they're taught, but to throw that in there is just ballsy. Yeah,
2: Yeah, and John Boyega plays it very real, very terrified of what uh, what he what he and the other stormtroopers are doing. He knows the gravity of leaving the Empire. He takes the risk, and he knows like at every step, like there's no getting away. He knows how they search for people. He knows how fast they find people. He's like, we gotta go. There's no chance. We just walked in this room. There's no chance that the First Order doesn't know we're here, you know? So, like, we gotta, like, get whatever we gotta get and leave. Like, he's very terrified. And I think John Boyega sells that very well. He also is a... uh, 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 We can talk about this more in a minute, but he's also a very funny character. There's a lot of humor in John Boyega, and I think he kind of keeps the... If if he's supposed to be kind of an analog maybe for the audience a little bit, like, he doesn't know as much as some of the other characters in the movie but he knows how serious the situation is. So he's kind of like uh, there there's some lightheartedness with him and he I feel like it really works. Um John you or uh, Josh you really like John. I this. wish I
0: was John. <laughs> <laughs> um oh yeah, I I I love the Finn character. Um because of his realness. Mm-hmm. He has a lot of funny moments in here where I think he can literally be seen as an analog for the audience, especially audience members who are not as familiar. Like, there's there's just a lot of moments where he doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. right? And you could see some audience members being like that. Mm-hmm. One of the funnier moments is toward the end of the movie when when um, he's with Han, and he's like, why don't you just use the Force or whatever? Yeah. And Han's like, that's not how the Force works! <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, he's some people don't understand. Yeah.
2: He's, he's somebody who has lived <laughs> in this universe but not, has not really been of this universe. Does yeah. that make sense? Like, he's he knows about all this stuff because he's heard about it and he's been trained to know about it. Yeah. But he's never done any of it. Right. So he, he lives in the world of Star Wars but yeah. doesn't
0: know doesn't interact with
2: it. There's a lot of fans like that. There's a lot of people who exactly. have heard about and know Star Wars because it's so ubiquitous to people, yeah. right?
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, but they've never actually watched it before. Yeah.
0: I think it makes him a uh, very relatable character yeah. for that reason. Um, and he also just kind of stumbles through <laughs> life here. I mean... He doesn't want to go with Poe, no. But he ha- kind of has to if he wants to get out too. Right. Everyone's trying to drag him back to Jakku. He doesn't want to go back there.
1: And it, in his defense, who wants to go what? back to Jakku? Hey man? We well, gotta get you, you gotta do. get the droid. He, uh, but what beyond a that, whole point, you
0: know, he's with. He doesn't really want to join the resistance. No, he doesn't want to join the. He resistance. He wants to get away. But he does join the resistance uh, because then he can't decide if he wants to follow Rey around or not. Right. Um, there's a there's a brief period of time where he's like trying to impress her.
2: Yeah. Um, there's like a chance for, there's like a hint of like a romantic element there, but it's never like really followed up upon in this movie.
0: No. Uh, so he's just kind of there for the ride for a lot of it. Yeah. Which is great. He's just a lot of fun.
2: Um. So from there, uh, Poe gets, gets back to the ship and he's interrogated by, um, Adam, by, uh, Kylo Ren. mm -hmm. He escapes with Finn and they discover, uh, uh, they find BB-8. Back at Jakku. Back at Jakku. B- yeah, I don't want to... We about bb yet.
0: Yeah, we won't... I don't want to go through, like, every... Every scene of every I was just trying to get through the gist of it. Yeah, they go back to Jakku. This is where they meet... Um, well, Poe yeah. goes missing for a while, mm-hmm. but uh, Finn meets Ray. They discover the Millennium
3: Falcon. One of the you greatest the
1: pops scenes? in a movie theater yes. I've ever been a part of. Yeah.
0: yeah.
3: I, I think the one thing I can take away from this whole experience was... Like being on the night that it premiered, because mm-hmm. we were all there. Right.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And mm-hmm. whenever you heard the crowd just erupt with like cheers, whenever they well, saw the Millennium Falcon.
1: You should have seen it coming. But you were so. They did such a good job of like misdirection. Like they're running towards a ship. There's a whole bunch of. The, the First Order's there blowing people up, shooting at people. There's so much. Going on, they're running, and she's like, we gotta find a ship, we gotta find a ship. And so she's running to a ship, and they show it, and it gets blown up. But in the as they're running towards that one, he's like, what about that one? And she's like, that's just garbage. At that moment, you should have been like, ah. But you're get. so focused on something else, and even if you knew it was coming, when they turned and you saw it, it was just an eruption of hoops and hollers and yeah. applause, and just people just... United excited because they did it it's right. The Millennium Falcon. They did it right. And,
0: and they, they, they got me.
2: Oh,
1: yeah. Well, they got, got me. Me. everyone. Like
0: you say, you should see it coming, but there's no reason to think the no. Millennium Falcon would be there without Han. Like all that stuff I mean, I guess does not true. really make yeah. sense. Well, like she
2: said, true. I will be honest. When she said, that one's garbage, I thought, well, oh, that's the Millennium Falcon.
0: What, <laughs> you're a liar
2: no cause Millennium cause you I are thought, a liar yes, that's a thing well how else are they gonna get in the Millennium Falcon if it's not somewhere near them and I was like oh this is gonna be cause she goes that one's garbage and I went oh man that's a it's a piece of junk that's what Luke calls it he calls it a piece of junk and uh, so I was like this might be the Millennium Falcon and they Turn that camera around, they run over to it, and I was like, "I knew it!"
0: Lies. <laughs> I don't oh, buy this. This is this is rewritten history. No, 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 I knew it, but I <laughs> didn't. You're but did facts. know. But
2: I did not know that Han wasn't going to be on it. I thought, surely, well, sure, sure, that means Han lives here, and he's just and he and, and he and he and he and Ray either don't know each other. Like my brain's running through a different million different options that yeah, could yeah, be sure. about to happen. But they go into space, and where do they meet? They meet Han Solo, which is where my crowd had a pretty huge pop. Because the second Han Solo and Chewie walked on that field, everybody went, oh, really big. And mm-hmm. everybody had like a nice little moment of gasping while they watched Harrison Ford really sell how wonderful it is to be back on that uh, set. Chewie, right? Right. we're
0: home, we're home.
2: Right. You know? And it just okay. looked right. <laughs> yeah. I had a feeling she said it's garbage. And they didn't show the ship. If they had shown the ship when she said that's garbage, I'd be like, oh. Yeah. But she said that one's garbage.
0: Um. Anyway. So after that, um, yeah, Han and Chewie are back. They have to escape from, like, space pirate kind of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, They do. They need to get BB-8 back to General Leia, Mm -hmm. or General Organa. Mm -hmm. And that's where we catch up with Leia for the first time. Um. So where we get Luke's lightsaber is is given to mm. to, to
2: to for now Finn, mm-hmm. but it calls mm-hmm. out to Ray. Mm-hmm. You know we have our first interaction between Rey and Kylo. She gets abducted.
1: We also learn that Kylo is the
2: son of Leia yeah. and Han. Yeah, they don't really keep the secret Solo. long. No. Yeah, that was ben a quick. Solo. I'm glad they didn't keep those kind of secrets long. They didn't keep your father Han Solo a secret for a long time. They didn't keep. You know that uh, Anakin Skywalker is, is his grandfather a secret for a long time. I mean, I guess it would be obvious at that if point if you know, yeah, if you know what they have to be. Yeah, but I don't actually I don't remember which reveal came first. If he said grandfather, or they revealed that your father's been Solo. But either way, you're going to figure it out based on one of those two oh, on one of those two statements. Well, and, and you learn that's why they didn't keep those secrets. I appreciate that because that would have been annoying.
1: Why Skywalker is gone is because he was also training Ben at the mm-hmm. time. Something happened. Ben turned. Um, that caused the rift in the marriage mm. between Leia and Solo, and Luke was so distraught by his protege turning to the dark side in that he, he went off into wherever he's at at this time. Yeah. yeah. So.
2: And then, uh, in addition to that, you know, uh, Kylo Ren takes his helmet off, which mm. I was really glad they didn't, you know, try to hang on to that for three movies. You know, like, the yeah. the... The reveal of Darth Vader at the end of *Return of the Jedi* is great. It's really cool. Everybody wanted to see, you know, him take the helmet off. But I'm glad they didn't try to recreate that same thing here. Like, just take his helmet off. Let us see, you know, what he looks like. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, there would have been
0: and don't there would have been no reason to do that unless they truly copied it. Right. Because the great thing about Vader's reveal is that he is a dying old man. Right. And not this strong. Um, powerful dark side figure that you suspect mm-hmm. so unless they were going to do the same exact thing with Kylo mm-hmm. Ren there's really no reason to hide him mm-hmm. so I'm glad that they didn't try to do that because no, that would have been too much of a like 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 you into that earlier there's already a lot of aspects of this film that are familiar um, that would have been a a little step too far yeah in that like one of the most uh, glaring ones which is one of the next pieces in the plot now is that they literally just build another death star <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Uh,
2: they build a mega death star <laughs> the, the
0: star killer base stars. star killer, killer base it's like
2: 30 death stars or something yeah it's, it's cool more. oh it's super it's, it's super cool it makes you think when they had to start working on that yeah they had been working on that while the death star was Well, oh, they build
0: these built. these planet killers at a alarming pace yes, yes. Yeah. they're so fast and yet, as cool as it is, it still kind of just does the same thing. It blew yeah. up a planet. They yeah. blow up a from planet, further away. Uh, from further away, and um, <laughs> and
3: they have. then a that, and then that doesn't go well. They have there's a weapon. They can destroy several planets at one time. Yeah.
1: yeah, there's one other thing that we haven't really talked on yet, and that it goes back to Ray and the mystery that is Ray. Yeah, and I think that this movie does a. And you look at this movie, and you look at Last Jedi, which again we'll talk about next week. But they do a good job of giving you a mystery of who is Rey. Right. Mm-hmm. Why does she matter? Why is she here? And one of the things that I picked up on my <laughs> I rewatch... I got
0: chills thinking yeah. about something.
1: <laughs> oh, snap. I'm excited now. One of the things that I picked up on this movie is they do a good job of setting you up to think, okay, you you learn that Ben slash Kylo is the son of Luke, or, uh, Han and Leia, Throughout the movie when they first meet Rey, Han has this interesting connection to Rey. They have a lot of very similar features. They're both pilots. She's easily able to understand how a Falcon works and pilots it well with um, Finn as they're escaping on Jakku. And all of it just kinda seems to come natural to her. And then when they start co-piloting together, there's a few moments where Han is kind of looking at her in a longing kind of a way. He's got this, like, father the fatherly I've missed you kind of a thing. So it kind of sets a tone of could they be connected in some way, shape, or form. But then they get to Maz's watering hole, and then she has that moment of connection to Luke. And the lightsaber is calling her, and she goes and finds it and has that moment. And so there's so many questions that... You have with her, and they don't answer any of them, and I just really find that a good setup because she is seemingly so far out of everything, mm-hmm. but somehow these people know her because mm-hmm. there's also a moment when they're at the watering hole. Maz looks at Han and goes, "Who's the girl?" And then they just cut away.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it leads, it sets it up to believe that Han knows who she is. Does he? We don't ever find out.
2: Because of actions that happen later, yeah. there's well, something special about her. Maybe, there, maybe there's something that's more connected to the bigger universe, or maybe it's something that's just totally new that nobody could have predicted. And well, we'll the obvious we'll thing there.
0: right? The the obvious thing to believe at this point is that it's the force within right. her that yeah. is that makes her so that makes her stand out among these people. That's true. Um, the same thing happened with Luke in the original trilogy, the same thing happened with Anakin in the People trilogy. And one, this movie, for a movie that has a lot of great reveals, I think perhaps my favorite is, you know, this movie, I I, I could be remembering wrong, but I think in the marketing especially, first of all, these movies do a lot of misdirections in the marketing. The trailers are not to be believed exactly as they're presented. Mm -hmm. And one of the things they did was, it was seemingly implied that Finn was the protagonist. Of this movie before yeah, an element out.
2: to that, yeah.
0: And you you think that Finn is going to be the one, but then at the end, when the lightsaber is summoned from the snow oh in the battle, God.
2: yeah,
0: yes. you think the it's going to, going to Finn, yeah. And then the camera turns, and it's Rey who has used the Force to grab this lightsaber, yeah. And that's when you find out that it is that she's the one who's really running this show, and she was the one the whole time with the Force, and it was all just a ploy to get you to think something else.
1: And yeah. it was awesome. Another huge pop and chills when she got that and it didn't go to Kylo. It was,
2: doctor. I know, there are a lot of people that I've spoken with after the fact that thought um, that that was going to be... Uh, that for some reason, because people can't... You know, people in the moment come up with all kinds of, you know, ways to interpret what's happening on the screen. Yeah. I've, t- I've spoken with more than one person, and I'm not sure what led them to think this exactly, but they thought when that lightsaber started moving that that was going to be where, where Luke Skywalker was going to mm-hmm. show up, that he's been... Just kind of waiting in the wings for his moment. And that's a good theory. And when this, yeah. when his lightsaber starts moving, why wouldn't it? Right. So there are a lot of people like, oh, this is it. This is where Luke Skywalker shows up. Because there are a yeah. lot of people who are just waiting for that moment. And it's interesting that in the original versions of the scripts that were written, Luke shows up about halfway through the movie. And they took, they they decided to change that because they found that every time that happened, you stop caring about Rey and about Finn, yeah. and about any of the new characters cuz Luke Skywalker and Han Solo are both here now. Yeah. So like if we bring all the characters in it, all the old characters in at once, it makes it about it makes it their story again. Mm, yeah. So they finally found the sweet spot of like letting you fall in love or letting you get used to these new characters before they bring Luke in and before you know, one of our
0: characters meets his demise. Right. And I I'm, I'm remembering more now in the trailers in that fight scene at the end between Kylo Ren and Finn and Rey, Finn wields the lightsaber. He does. In the trailers. Yeah. So more too, reason, but... yeah, he does, but you find out that he doesn't know how to do it and he's not yeah. good at it. And he does okay. And he, and he is okay. Yeah. But that revelation <laughs> yeah. that it's that it's Rey was the big secret yes. the whole time. Um, he... What was the thought that gave you chills? That. Oh. Yeah, I was thinking about how cool that was. <laughs> the thought that the entire thing was was um, Ray's all along. Yeah. yeah like, because, when they wanted you to think it was Finn because, so that they yeah. could surprise you. We've
2: talked about the familiarity. We've talked about how there's certain archetypes that sort of have come back into play here. Um, obviously, in this movie, I think it's not a stretch to say that Han Solo sort of takes the Obi-Wan Kenobi or Ben Kenobi role um, from A New Hope and becomes sort of a mentor to this new... Group of kids that have discovered him, you know, and he's the one talking them through and telling them how to do this and that, and where he, to go. Been
0: named after Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah, because we, he owned
2: by Ben Kenobi. But did it. they establish
0: like, that, or we? Is it I just think assumed?
2: it assumed. I I would assume. I never good, thought about it. It's a good Small theory, assumption. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's I never I, thought, I, thought because about he went it. by Ben Kenobi in a new hope, right. and then right. he's he's uh, you know they named their kid Ben Solo. Right. Why? Because I don't know why. Because Leia clearly calls him Obi Wan. She knows him as Obi Wan. So why she would go with his his fake name that he used on Tatooine? I don't know. But it's the, it's the only other time Ben has ever been used in this franchise. True. is Ben Kenobi and then Ben Solo. So it makes sense. And they revered him mm-hmm. somewhat. Han didn't necessarily like him that much, but I guess like him well enough. He sacrificed but himself to save him. yeah. But so you have Han sort of taking on this mentor role to this new group. I think from the, per, from the way they presented the trailers, like you said, Rey comes off looking more like maybe the Princess Leia or something. Like she's a, the tough female character. And John Boyega's playing, you know, Finn is more of the Luke. He's clearly using the lightsaber in the trailer. Mm -hmm. He's clearly, you know, at the forefront of a lot of the action in those trailers and in the movie itself. So you're thinking, well, this is our new Luke Skywalker, our new hero. Um, You know, Ray is our tough, you know, female protagonist. And then we have Poe Dameron out there who's maybe our new Han Solo, you know, once he shows back up. But it kind of flips that on its head and says, you you know, here's a character for all the, you know, six-year-old girls who want to, you know, mm-hmm. uh, who want to love Star Wars. It was a character for them to dress up as. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's all everywhere. Yeah. When we went to yeah, Disney World, thousands of kids, thousands of little girls dressed up as Rey. Really? <laughs> Maybe not thousands. I'm exaggerating. <laughs> but there were a lot, like every other little girl was either a princess or they were Rey. Right. There's also a moment whenever we had mentioned that uh, Kylo
1: grabs Poe and is torturing him and mm-hmm. he's able to use the force to get into his head and he extracts Information that he needs. Well, he tries to do the same thing with Ray, yeah. and Ray flips that switch, and that's the moment that she's like, "There's something here. Yeah, okay. there's something in me," and she's able to get into his head, and that messes with him. And then later on, um, Daniel Craig Trooper
3: mm-hmm. is standing outside the
1: door, <laughs> and she's just like, tries to use the Force, and he's like, "What did you say?"
2: Yeah,
1: and then he's she says it again, and she goes, "He goes, I'm gonna tighten those restraints." And then she takes a beat, says it again, and then it works. Yeah. And it's just like, oh my god!
2: Yeah, I really wonder if the, the, the interaction with Kylo... I, I think it's safe to say she was kind of like very unknowingly using the Force in the, in the build-up to that sequence. But like something about interacting with Kylo in that situation maybe is what the actual quote-unquote awakening is. That like he, you know... Unta- you know un unseals something in her that she didn't know was necessarily yeah. locked up in there. There's a lot. Of, and it there's really a lot of wind sets winds. her off from there. She's you know she's got it after that. I mean the
0: force is literally awakened. Yeah. In yeah. her then. Yeah. And it has been dormant for so long because Je- uh, Luke Skywalker was the last Jedi literally. Right. Yep um before that movie even
2: came out i know it's funny they, the the phrase last jedi comes up twice in this movie yeah. once in the it's opening in the crawl. crawl yeah and then again in the uh, snoke says if skywalker the last jedi does mm-hmm. this um so I, I was like oh you know hey they, 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 you know they they didn't say rise of skywalker anywhere in this movie but they really they really dropped in last jedi a couple times <laughs> they should have known
0: yeah um, let's talk about Han Solo's death. Oh, um, okay. Let's definitely talk. About I know it. we're all over the place with this, but I gotta assume that anyone listening has watched this movie a few times.
2: Yeah, yeah this is a hard one to kind of like so have just, a salt solid structure. Just on. get
0: over it if we're all over the place.
2: So I want to talk about Han Solo's death yeah. from a very specific point of view.
0: Yeah, me so too. Solos.
2: Me too. Take yourself back to 2015, if you will. I, all right, done. It's uh, you know, things are going great. Avengers well, is at the height point. Pixar has got a new hit film. everything's going great. You're loving life. What they have? You've been avoiding Inside Out. No. You've been avoiding spoilers for literally a year. Yeah, I because did. Because they're making yeah. a Force Awakens movie. Mm-hmm. They're making a new Star Wars. So you are avoiding spoilers as best you can. You're trying. Now some people. Yep. Are unfortunate. Yep. Get it gets spoiled on the internet by some jerk in the comments. Sure are. Okay, that's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a, it it's, does. It sucks. But you know what really, really sucks? What? Tell me what sucks. It's when you're. is when you have avoided it. Yep. All month. Uh huh. Not seen a single thing. Yep. Then you're walking up to the steps of the worn and broken arrow. Ah. You Get to the front door. Yep. You open it. hmm. And a snot-nosed six-year-old kid yells, "I was sad when Han died." <laughs> At that the might top be worse of his mine. lungs,
1: <sighs> they're both equally bad.
2: And I and I went to and I held the door open for him <laughs> as that little jerk walked away from me, having single-handedly ruined maybe the most emotional thing that would ever happen to me. <laughs>
0: Definitely the most emotional thing.
2: That Luckily, my wife didn't hear as she walked. As she as she walked in, as she as she was there, but she didn't hear him. Only I heard him. It was only for me, and he walked <laughs> away, not knowing what he had done. This is the story and I, that you were looking for. And I, I just disheartenedly walked inside and thought. Maybe I heard him wrong. (laughs) Maybe he didn't actually know what was going on. Maybe. And then I just, as I sat there, and I watched as the movie built and built and built to a moment that could only be Han Solo's death. He walks onto that catwalk, has his moment, and I went, yeah, I'm sad when Han died. Very sad. That's very sad, and I'm not going to be, and I couldn't fully feel it. I couldn't fully feel it because I knew
0: it. At least you heart. had the opportunity to doubt. <laughs> also, before I tell my getting spoiled story, yeah. I love that you like literally lived that Simpsons scene. Yeah, yes. where Homer I walks out. Gonna, of I was going fire. Well, <laughs> thank you, like, Mister Blow the picture for me. <laughs> <laughs> and he spoils he spoils the Vader father reveal to the whole line of people yeah. about to walk in. You lived that. I lived it. Simpsons did it first. I lived it. Some jerk kid. So my some kid who got, probably went with Pete his
2: bed that night ruined the whole experience. <laughs> not the whole experience. Loved the movie still, but that moment I was like watching. And I was Boy, <laughs> I had also had
0: happening. I also had Hans death spoiled for me. That sucks. Um. So I you know I work on the internet. I work in digital content. That's true. So I do a lot of social media stuff, and I'm at work that day doing social media yeah. stuff. I can't help it. I got to be on the Facebooks and all that. Yeah. From for the job. So, I'm, I'm on the work stuff. Nothing to do with anything. Movies. Nothing at all. And I see this post. I don't even know what it was. It wasn't Star Wars. No, I'll tell you that. <laughs> no. But I see the comments there at my work. Hours before I'm about to go to this movie. It's uh, like 5, 6 o'clock in the evening, probably. Well, maybe a little earlier than that, because I think I was able to go to the early one. But, suffice it to say, it's hours before I'm about to go. And I see a, a picture comment, mm-hmm. and it is literally the screen grab of the lightsaber in Han, Ugh. and you can't doubt uh, that. Oh, no. And I thought, a lot of things are going through my mind. Was... First is extreme depression. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, really high intensity anger. Yeah. Uh, shock. <laughs> some some skepticism because I'm I'm thinking, I'm seeing this movie on Thursday mm. at. 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. There's been no screenings before this. Mm-hmm. How does this picture exist? It's right. not been screened for anyone yet. Right. I'm not seeing one of the later shows. Nation worldwide, it yeah. starts at 7 p.m. Right. Where did this screenshot this come from? But I'm thinking, no, it's definite. there's no way it's not real. Right. There's no way it's too well done yeah. to not be real. So I then knew the whole time. The Han Solo was gonna die. Yep. And worst part was, had to go with these, yay, yeah, who's an act like it? They did <laughs> <laughs> Had to act like I didn't know that the whole time. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Hey, thank you yeah. for your service. Yep. Yeah. The Force is strong with this one. Yeah. No, you could have just been like, guys, Solo dies. I don't
0: oh, even think I said I that? knew something.
2: That would make you the jerk. Yeah. No, I No, it wouldn't made me. No, you
1: text me. Did I say I that You text guy me
2: and said that you got spoiled. Before we went, did you ban that guy from the from the? I should have
0: I don't know if I did. <laughs> I banned about
2: seventeen people for.
1: Uh, if you're that games. kind
0: of person, you need to be banned, like all internet. Well, because you can't be trusted. Did you, you can't say, be trusted. It wasn't
1: even a post about the movie, of right? Of course not. No, probably no. about like roadie because signs. I knew
0: better and I w- I didn't go. I didn't. I didn't even look at regular Twitter that day. I was yeah. like anything because I followed too many accounts that could. Yep. But social media for you know a news the page. workplace right. shouldn't I shouldn't have to deal with that. but you know so you can bet when Avengers Endgame came around and The Last Jedi and movies like that I was hyper vigilant and let me tell you what I'm scared to death (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh yeah,
0: as the Rise of Skywalker is about yeah. to come out. I've, been, uh, I've been I've been pretty
2: actively not paying attention because John Boyega already like right. apparently had the whole had his whole script leaked to EA. Yeah, e. well, so the man's not very careful. So I'm worried about that. People somewhere out there have spoilers already. Well, so Disney I think we that.
0: worked that out. Be, they worked that out because it never it was never sold. Disney got it back before it sold. But that, that the landlord
1: sure hell oh. read that script because I would have. I who read knows? I'd have read that script before I sold it. I don't. I'd have sold listen, it too.
0: Here's why I don't think so. I don't think that person even knew what they really had because from what I had read, I think that they barely even listed it for any money. Yeah, it was like thirty-two dollars. Like, how can you know what you have? Yeah, yeah. If you sold it for thirty-two dollars, true. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so that it's so a Star Wars movie. I'll Let's, probably I don't even know. I think for Last Jedi, I quit the internet for like three days prior. I, I saw. And I might a, do that again. <laughs> I saw
2: Avengers Endgame very very quickly after it came out, like mm-hmm. the like the day, like oh I saw it like day of, right? And when I got to work. The next day there were sure enough people posting like, gif spoilers of the final moment and I was like, delete
0: and ban delete and ban <laughs> delete I mean that's the joy ban. of seeing it twice or yeah. seeing it early yeah. is that you can you can save a life yeah that's <laughs> because what I trying to do I, I, I remember doing the same thing after um, after this movie is like anytime I saw someone spoiling the death you just you gotta hide that you can't yeah. you're gonna ruin somebody's day you, can't ruin people, day. you know I, I know that movies are, are silly and they don't really matter. But a lot of people put a lot of they invest a lot of heart into them. Yeah, and they mean a lot to certain people. And you don't do anything by ruining that for someone. Especially something like you that. don't oh, do shit. anything. You, you're not. Stay away you're, from You're Star not Wars. even really like bringing joy to yourself, really.
3: No, no. you just what is you're, it? You're bringing
1: joy. At knowing that you ruin someone else's thing. Yep. Because they don't care about that thing, and they think it's funny, and they just want to blow up some... Some mm. men just want to watch the world burn. They,
0: d- they do. I saw Joker. Um, <laughs> and, like, yeah, you got... David got spoiled by a child
2: who doesn't know better. Sucks.
0: I got spoiled by a grown person.
2: Yeah, Those I know. know. Yours better. is definitely more... <laughs> well, more, sinister, have, more sinister. They either. do know better. But Mine the, was... Uh, the
0: thing is, is, like an excited little kid I know like I said a stupid little kid
2: no you're right a kid that I hope is uh, you know learned the error learned to wipe his own butt
0: it's dumb it doesn't matter it's silly but the fact is you and I will never get that back nope we never got to be surprised. I, no. And I'm glad. And we'll
2: never get it back. I luckily wasn't surprised by everything in The Last <laughs> Jedi. We'll th- I didn't have any of that supposed Oh, for same. Me. That was fine. I'm, but yeah. you guys I was new for. So what was it like for you?
1: Yeah, what
0: was it like to, to see die and not know it was coming? Man, listen. Until... I just
1: was so yeah. <laughs> florn by that whole movie. Yeah. Florn. floored, Florned. Floored. There you go. Words are. Yeah, These are Andrew words. Sometimes. Yeah, well, I, sometimes I like to do it. <laughs> nostalgia <laughs> is a word. It was. Coined TM. Uh, it was just, you know, I was surprised, but at the same time, it's one of those where nothing good happens on a sky bridge yeah. in <laughs> Star Wars. Yeah. So like you yeah. should have you should have seen something bad coming, and I think I knew something bad. But they, again, they they do such a good job of lulling you into a false sense of security. It's like oh, this is going to be bad, but throughout the whole movie, Ben Kylo. Has gone back and forth. There's been moments of him like being torn between this and torn between that. And they set it up where Leia's like, You're his father. You can get. He was like, If Luke can't get to him, why would I be able to? And she's like, Because you're his father. Mm -hmm. And that moment he sees and he knows he's got to make his move and he goes on that sky bridge and they have that conversation and he says, we still love you. Like, you're our son. <clears throat> and Kylo's like, I'm torn. I have so much pain, and I just want to get rid of this pain. And he puts the helmet down, and he puts out the, the saber, and and Han goes to grab it, and then the lights get darker. Yeah, the sun goes I know, out. I know and, like the
3: sun goes out. Yeah, yeah, and then... The sun goes out.
1: And then, wham! And it's just this... Oh, my God, the sinking feeling of, did that really just happen? Oh, God. Did they bring... They- he did. Yeah. And then he, he didn't had- fall, and he then doesn't fall. And he doesn't have the force. He falls no, hard. He, he's a human. He's regular just a guy. Regular and badass. A, and then when Chewie hollers, oh, my God.
2: Mm-mm. Oh, yeah, I felt... I was okay. Yeah. I very much felt Chewie in that moment. Yeah. Oh, it was tough. What, what about,
0: about you, Andrew? Hey,
3: you. As far as, like...
0: Just uh, a movie. In Han general. Solo? Yeah. yeah,
3: as far as... Yeah,
0: what we're as, talking about. As far about. as, probably... What was it like to see Han as,
2: die this is one of the, so, not know it was coming? This is one of the biggest moments in Star Wars. So, yeah, for sure.
3: For sure. Right up until the end, I'm thinking, somebody has to die. Like, somebody is going... Like, somebody very important is going to die. Good and they, assumption. And, and they didn't... They, they did a really good job of, like, keeping you guessing as to who it was going to be. But right on that bridge, right on that, uh, when they were getting down there, I remember, I think it was Han, Sol- I think it was Han handing the, I think the timers off to either Chewie or, either Chewy or, uh, or, Ray or, or, or Finn. Finn yeah. Whenever he, whenever he handed those off, I'm like, I think he just sealed his fate. And whenever he died, his death was a shock. I mean, yeah. everything leading up to it, the editing, the pacing, everybody watching. And then all of a sudden, boom, it happened. And there was a little bit of despair, I will say, whenever he fell. I'm like, man, he's he ain't just dead. He's gone. Hey, he's not even going to get a real burial.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of things that one could say knowing about The Last Jedi, but pretend you haven't seen The Last Jedi. Is this the end of Kylo ever being able to change? The, I mean, the ultimate is killing his father. Mhm. Yeah. And this whole movie has been a struggle between light and dark for him. Yeah. I, Kylo.
2: And he seems to think it's what he needs to do.
0: So I, it, it, has he fully committed to the dark side?
2: I think he's fully committed, but I don't think it's possible to be... I, I don't know if it's possible for him to be... Uh, not feel the, the the, call to the light as he refers to it. He's The Skywalker side of yeah, him? Or like,
0: the... Yeah, the Skywalker side of
2: him. I think it's... Whereas it, it might be a struggle for most Jedi to resist the, the dark side, it seems to be a struggle for him to resist the light. So I'm going to say that it's... Look, if Darth Vader could come back, which was kind of the whole point of Return of the Jedi, that they're still there somewhere and that he can be redeemed, mm-hmm. then I think it's possible for Kylo to, be, to, to come back and be redeemed. Obviously, That's it's fair. not going to be possible for him to be totally forgiven but for his But Vader of actions. never
1: killed his father and he never killed his he never killed him He killed a bunch else. of kids. Vader murdered a bunch. Of he children. did, but <laughs> but and I'm not going to say that's bad, but there's a there's something extra about killing an immediate family member. Like he never killed He also
0: killed kids. Obi-Wan Kenobi. As far yeah, as he's but that's not right?
1: an immediate family member. It's, it's like somebody brother, basically though. it's his adopted it father. It means somebody it's somebody <laughs> to him, but then there's just a difference between your biological
0: I don't think flesh so. and
1: blood. Yeah, well, it, I guess like, it
2: depends on
0: how. He didn't I guess have it a depends.
2: Yeah, I guess it's true. There's an emotional yeah. component there, but what took what what pushed Anakin to the dark side was basically a fear of losing everything, and what seems to be pushing Kylo is just this desire for power. Seemingly, yeah. I don't know. It, it's going to be an interesting question. I just the, the the whole the whole arc of Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi is is sort of finding a way to redeem or, or rec- reclaim Anakin Skywalker from Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. So it would it would make sense to follow that parallel with Kylo and to try to get Ben Solo back. I'm going to say it's possible, but I don't know. I think that was a pretty definitive act of, it is. like,
0: yeah.
2: this is I believe it's going to work. And, you know, I, I think we'll see how it plays out.
0: Um, so the general... Gist of kind of what's going on in the universe is that uh, ever since the fall of the Empire after Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. uh, the, the various factions that have broken off have been slowly rebuilding to f- uh, for, form the First Order. Or the New Order, is it? Is first, first Order, I think, or first yeah. Order. Yeah. And so there is this new found urgency among the former Rebellion now called the Resistance, to get back up and running to keep them from um, taking over again. So it's decided that to do that, they have to have Luke. So th- there's been this... It seems like it would be a, a major plot line, but it's almost like a B-plot throughout the thing to find Luke Skywalker. And so we get that moment at the very end of this movie, literally the end of the movie, where Ray gets in the the... Millennium Falcon and flies to the planet provided on the map and we land on this little tiny island in the middle of a big ocean planet and there's Luke standing there yeah, looking haggard mm-hmm.
3: and We're all missing, in, uh, missing a hand well of course
0: <laughs> Ray <clears throat> pulls out the lightsaber and sticks it out and credits
2: yeah we get this great helicopter shot yeah uh Circling around them as she's holding it out. It's a really cool flat last image of the movie, and then boom! Yeah, so there's
0: not much to say about Luke in this movie because of that. But in hindsight, now I think is really cool and ballsy. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. To, Mark Hamill doesn't speak mm-hmm. in this movie at all. No, but he conveys Luke Skywalker. But the look in his face <laughs> yeah. says a million words. Oh, yeah. well, he and, spoke more in the trailer. Yeah. he
2: did the movie.
1: Well, and you if you look if you know Mark <clears throat> Hamill's acting background, he's done so much voice acting to where in order for me as it, just putting myself in his shoes and I don't know his methods I'm not claiming to, but like not being on camera, I still want to evoke a lot of facial reactions whenever I'm doing voice acting because it helps me get into that character and I don't have to do anything physical. But I still want to make sure my face is emoting because it helps me get into that character. And so with him having that background, being able to know, okay, in this moment I want to look like this, just calling on that and being like, I can just make myself look like this. And he's always just been able to be such a – be able to communicate without words in such a good way that it's –
2: yeah, it's a great bit of nonverbal storytelling where he's just con- he's like you said conveying like a thousand ideas basically in one shot. To eat. And it's so funny because like I've seen Mark Hamill, I saw Mark Hamill in the interim, and yet somehow like sometimes I would see him and I go, "Go, man, Luke Skywalker looks old." <clears throat> somehow in this movie he looks younger as Luke Skywalker than he has in previous things. Like I've seen him and it's like man. Mark Hamill's was getting kind of old, and somehow he looks younger in this
0: movie. Well, the man even got no—he's playing older. The man got in serious shape for the Force Awakens. Oh man, he I did. mean, he was not—he looks great. He was not really working as beard, a as a live action actor as much prior to this movie coming out. So he—I I remember seeing some bad interview with him where he talked about how Disney put him on a serious regimen <laughs> to get him back in fighting shape. Yeah. Um, but I just think it's one—it's one of my favorite cliffhangers ever. Oh yeah, um, the literal cliff. literal cliffs (laughs) but also it's just it's it's a cliffhanger that almost doesn't feel like one no yeah you know it doesn't really feel like a cliffhanger but it is a really
2: powerful one it's definitely a good end of a chapter I mean this movie
0: ends with finding the biggest character in the entire franchise right who then doesn't speak
2: a word it really shows you like his presence looms so largely Because he's not in this movie except for the last 34 seconds of the movie, maybe? 35, maybe? Yeah. And then, like, but his, like, everything you feel like is is somewhat based off of, you know, if they can find Luke, it'll be a game changer. You know, like, that's how everybody feels about it. That's how the the First Order feels about it. Like, they mentioned the fact that they might be able to find Luke Skywalker, and Snoke's like, that cannot happen. Like, he is... Visibly worried. Then this note guy, we we'll get into more next week, but he seems to be this new big bad of the universe who's who's risen up in the emperor's you know demise, and he's like got an instant command of the situation. And uh, they're very you know Luke Skywalker is bad news as far as he's concerned. He does not want him found.
0: No. Um. So then yeah, the movie ends. Okay, so we've covered I think. Most, if not all, of the major revelations in this movie. So before we kind of move on to what's next, uh, were there any uh, last remaining tidbits we anyone wanted to go over? Uh,
2: I want to talk about probably one of the more uh, iconic little things that come out of this movie. Okay. And that's our new droid, bb 8 bb 8 Everybody loves BB-8, right?
0: Yeah. This He's is, on the Christmas tree. Yeah, I was going to say,
2: you guys got a little ornament of him. Uh, I think you have like a, don't you have a little Funko I have of a Funko
0: Pop of BB-8.
2: I, I bought him
0: before the movie came out. I loved him before I saw him. I'm shocked. I, I think
2: they absolutely nailed it. I didn't think be, it would be possible to come up with a droid quite as iconic as R2-D2 and, and C-3PO. They nailed it. Nailed it. I don't know what it is about a little head rolling on a beach ball, but they did it. <laughs> well, yeah, he's just so
1: adorable. And, like, one of my favorite scenes in the movie is when they're working on, or they're flying the ship, or, and, uh... They're trying to repair the gas, and he just gives a stupid thumbs up with yeah. a lighter. Yeah. God, that's
2: one of the funniest yeah. parts of the movie. I, it's I, just so adorable. I love a little. I love a little build into that before where he's like, like, right, like uh, Finn says, "Tell her where we're going." And she goes, "Yeah, where are we going?" And he's like, "Zuzit, it zuzit." Like he's they like give him- he's like whip panning back and forth between the two of them, and he's like. Zeebibit. <laughs> they do such a good job of giving him a
1: personality. Yeah. Which Yeah.
2: How do you do that? It's great. It's great. It's great. And he's everywhere. He's uh, I mean he was at the Academy Awards that year. Yeah. yeah. The little a little uh, I don't know if that was a animation or if they actually had like a little robot think they had a control robot. version. I think they it was have. a robot. And some of the ways they filmed him, they have like three or four different versions of BB-8 for the movies. Um, they have one that's like a literal uh, just him like a little like uh, physical ball with the thing. And they have a guy behind him who pushes him on a little uh, scooter, Mm -hmm. Uh, and he's covered in green screen, in uh, chroma key material, and he just pushes him through the scene so they can go really, really fast. And then they have a bunch of little remote control ones, and then obviously there's a CGI model. So they really found innovative ways to create a really cool (coughs) new character who doesn't have any dialogue. It's it's so cool, and I I, I think it's... Well, he has a lot
0: of dialogue, we just don't speak
2: it. It's true. (laughs) Right. does. It's true. Uh, Ray speaks it. Some people do.
0: Ray speaks it,
2: and, and oh, she speaks Chewie. <laughs> so, uh, cool. yeah. Well, I any, love it.
0: Anything else? No, I think that's it. Any other last remaining final call for Star Wars: The Force Awakens? Okay. Well, then let's talk about the mammoth box office history of this movie. This movie is
2: Oh yeah, big time box a big office fly. bomb. Oh, shit. No, the uh, the Force Awakens uh, debuted in uh, December eighth, December on December eighteenth. In 2015, it finished number one with a three-day total of get ready for this 247.9 million dollars. That's the biggest opening weekend of the time. It's uh, been seen since dethroned in terms of opening weekends by Avengers, which had a uh, hundred million dollars more at 350 mm-hmm. that came out a little earlier this year. <laughs> um, opening day so much money. was 119 million, uh, which was the highest single-day opening gross for about four million for about four years. Uh, you can guess what beat it. Uh, so, so like I said, $247 million opening weekend. That's a big chunk. Also in the top ten that weekend was Alvin and the Chipmunks, the road chip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at number two. Hey. Uh, that came in at $14 million. It also opened that weekend. Uh, Sisters, Tina Fey, mm-hmm. Amy Poehler. Oh, yeah. That also debuted that weekend to $13 million. You have The Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 2. was in its fifth week. It brought in five mil. You had uh, Creed uh, mm-hmm. with... Uh, Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. Sorry, I wanted and Rocky, Balboa. and uh, and Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, and that brought in uh, five million dollars. The Good Dinosaur from Pixar brought in four point three. It came in at number I six. About that Do you guys remember this Christmas movie, Krampus? Yeah, I did yeah, not, not see Krampus. it, but I wanted to. Krampus movie from Universal <laughs> Put it on the list. that brought out four point one million dollars in its uh, third weekend. No. And then you had uh, in the Heart of the Sea. I believe starring Chris Hemsworth, yeah. and Tom Holland. To me.
3: I it's think like, that's uh, loosely
2: based on uh, Moby like, Dick.
3: Yeah, Moby Dick. Well,
2: that sounds or boring. it's what Moby Dick. Very boring. It's yeah. what uh, Herman Melville, Melville based Moby Dick on, right? It's a Ron Howard movie. Yeah, it's Ron
0: Howard. That's not a great selling point, no.
3: No. And, 20, and you know
0: it.
2: And then, the thing. Uh, and then, you know that. And then two uh, <laughs> two foreign films here actually rounded out the the nine and ten spot. Uh, Dwalae. UTV mm-hmm. Motion Pictures brought in 1.9 million and then I don't know how to say this by Jairo Mastani. Really? From Aeros International talking. brought in $1.7 million yeah. dollars cool. in its opening weekend. So, so So sorry, go ahead, Andrew.
3: So basically it was just that weekend was Star Wars and other movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah other was, movies. You said,
2: you said uh what was two? Number two was so, Alvin of the Chipmunks Road Chip. how much money did it make? It made 14 million. So a long a long way down 247 14 yeah big great uh, three sequels in the top 10 that weekend Four if you count creed i don't know that's not really a direct no. sequel but it's like a sequel series it's like a reboot um, no it's a
3: sequel
0: it's a
2: sequel right cuz i
1: mean it's yeah, still rocky. It stars rocky rocky balboa is still it's there that,
0: uh, yeah it's a sequel but it's a sort of a sequel now, they, series they, it's a brand new s- it, it's
2: created its own
1: thing they have
0: shifted protagonists but it's a sequel yeah
2: so it, you know <laughs> it could could it, it, could you consider it a spinoff? Could you consider it a sequel? It's kind of up in the air, but a good movie. Um, the Force Awakens would go on to finish with around, this is huge, $936 million in the United States over Damn. its uh, over its run.
0: That is such an insane amount of money insane. Insane. for a domestic haul.
2: For just the United States.
0: Like, Avengers Endgame didn't even come close to that. No, no, no. no. Avengers Endgame... They
3: tried well, Avengers, really hard. Avengers
2: Endgame, it depends on your definition of close. Avengers: name made a hundred million dollars less, made eight hundred and fifty domestic. It's sitting at number two at eight fifty. I mean, hundred so million dollars off is not close, really. No, though. it's. I mean, <laughs> when I mean we're talking about like you know we're talking about hand grenade situation here, right. where it's like yeah, kind of close. Uh, but like nine hundred thirty-six million dollars in the United States alone, it brought in one point one billion dollars just overseas to bring its worldwide total to two point oh six billion dollars. Two point oh six billion. Yep. Yep. Sheesh. The movie uh, easily cleared its uh, three. It's reported three hundred six million dollar production budget. Uh, at nine hundred at nine hundred thirty six million, the Force Awakens is obviously the number one movie of twenty fifteen. Uh, twenty fifteen was a pretty massive year for the box office in general. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna read off these numbers here for two through five, and they're just huge. Uh, number two in twenty fifteen was Jurassic World, which made six hundred fifty two million dollars in the United States. <laughs> Um, that unseated uh, Avengers briefly. Yeah, you, that's two major reboots of two major franchises in the same year. That's wild. Yeah, Jurassic yeah. World and Star Wars coming back in large ways, both making huge money, $900 and $600 million apiece. Avengers Age of Ultron finished number three with $450 million. Inside Out finished at three fifty six. million. An interesting tidbit uh Inside Out, Inside Out had the highest ever uh, opening weekend that didn't finish number one.
0: Wow.
2: It made $90 million in its opening weekend, but unfortunately... Jurassic World was in week two and made 105, mm. <laughs> so, um, or somewhere around that. Uh, at number Big five, year. at number five you had Furious Seven, which brought in 350 million dollars. At number six you had Minions, which brought in 330 million dollars. Hunger Games: Mockingjay Part Two, 280. Spectre was at number nine and brought in 200 million even. And then the live action uh, Cinderella brought in 197. Million dollars. That's just mind boggling. Overall, you had 29 films that year make $100 million or more domestically. How many? It's 29. <laughs> Damn.
0: 2015, man.
2: The last one on that list, Hell the 29th highest grossing movie is Creed. It's a pretty big deal. 2015 was a heck of a year at the box office for movies. So, in the top 10 of that year, you had six sequels, one spinoff. So, how much
0: money did you say uh, Force Wiggins made overall? Made a point oh six billion dollars. Disney bought Star Wars for four billion dollars. Right, so they made back half of that purchase in one film. Basically,
2: <laughs> yep. Basically, now when you take it, they then they then they invested about three hundred or three hundred million or more into the production of that film and all the marketing and things like that. So it, I mean. This this thing and they're not stopping anytime soon. They're not going to just stop at episode nine. Yeah. They're oh, well, gonna going well, This keep yeah. this story though, pay off this story de- will end, but the others... this is going to pay off for decades. But
3: you're deal. but you're also forgetting like you know that's just what you're what you're calculating right there is just Hollywood grosses. Yep. You're not counting Merch- merchandise. Merchandise, which not God counting. knows how
0: much money
2: that was. Well, Mer- Star Wars has been the king of merchandise Wars, for decades. They make so. merchandise money off me all the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, half the it, half the Christmas tree is Star Wars ornaments. Yeah. Yeah, they they could make. I mean, they make billions of dollars just licensing whatever they can with Half Star Wars. Half the
1: stockings are Star Wars stockings. True, 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 true.
2: So um, it's kind of funny because despite all those sequels that I just mentioned that happened in 2015, we've only been in the year 2015 twice with Age of Ultron, which you can go listen to our Avengers Age of Ultron podcast as part of our Avengers series, and M- Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. Yeah, go check out good. that episode. Um, but there's plenty of future episodes. 2015 is a big year for sequels, Clearly. so we got a lot of future episodes coming up in Clearly. that year. Uh, the Force Awakens is still the highest-grossing movie in the United States. Love it's it. the only member of the 900 million dollar club, and uh, that's unadjusted. Of and course.
0: now that um, Avengers Endgame didn't beat it, yep. It's I mean I see. people will want to say else? that Avatar 2 might. I'm I'm more skeptical on the box office power of Avatar at this point. But yeah. it may not ever be
2: touched. I mean, Rise of Skywalker is right now the only thing I think that could legitimately Challenge threaten that, it. Yeah. yeah. But even it might not make it. So I people mean, are. Last so Jedi only, only made $600 million. Yeah, people are so sour about that
0: one. Yeah. So, and
2: I think that could have, like, it had an effect on Solo. Say what
0: you just said again.
2: I said Last Jedi only made $600 million.
0: Only. only. Yeah. <laughs> $600 <laughs> million. I mean, when you're talking. Million <laughs> $600 million. Dollars in the United States. <laughs> only. But yeah. nah, no one likes that movie. <laughs> no one likes that movie. <laughs> no, no one likes that movie. I can't
1: wait till next week. It's going to be so much fun. It
2: is interesting. Well, the, But you have
1: the same yeah, thing. Spoiler the, the alert dude.
0: right now. I love The Last Jedi with almost every fiber of my body. I think
1: everyone in this room does. And well, all well, I'm going to do is wrap. That
0: movie people. was like a religious experience
2: to it me. It was really, really good. And... It's an interesting thing. If you go back and you actually look at the details, you look at the you look at the, the franchise numbers, Empire Strikes Back made less than a new hope, but Return of the Jedi made more than Empire. Even though Empire Strikes Back mm-hmm. is I think by remote, people people love Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Made less than made less than a new hope. What I you mean do? Last Jedi made less so Return of the Jedi, I think, stands to make a lot of money. I don't know if it can make more than nine hundred thirty-six million dollars. It'd United be States.
0: tough for anything to do tough. that. Yeah.
2: I don't think really Avatar will. can do that in the U.S. I Maybe truly don't overseas, it, it'll make a lot of money, but yeah. I don't see it making more than its first movie. Which like at the end of the
0: day, this is comparing hundreds of millions of dollars to hundreds of oh, millions yeah, yeah, yeah. of dollars.
2: It's a, it's, it's when you get up. To but that But for high, some reason,
0: when crazy. you get up that high, people want to nitpick.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, to wrap it up, it's the fourth highest-grossing movie of all time. Of course, Titanic, Avatar, and Avengers: Endgame just ahead of it on that worldwide scale.
1: Here's a question. And I think I know the answer, but I'm, I'm going to pose it anyway. Okay. If Disney hadn't bought Star Wars, mm-hmm.
0: would this have ever happened? Probably well, not. Well, not like this. But, but yeah.
1: Do you think that Lucas would have written more Star Wars movies connected to this because it had been so long? I mean, I guess yeah, it had been so long he, since the prequels I think came he out. would have
0: been connected to it somehow. Well, and I think he'd been intending to. Had he? Because he'd written drafts for these movies. Yeah. Um, and like you said, they did not go with what George wanted. No. But I oh, okay. don't... And knowing just the history of George Lucas and Star Wars, he if he had retained the rights, he would die making Star Wars movies, I think. Yeah. Well, yeah. There might be a long list between them, but...
2: He said, and it's so weird that he waited till after the sell to Disney to do this, because he... I mean, Kathleen Kennedy worked for him. Right. And he said when he sold it... When he said... <laughs> sorry about that, I <laughs> guy, he said He said when he sold... When he made the deal and he sold it to Star Wars, he said i I said many times that I didn't plan on making another trilogy. Lies. Um, well, he said, well, because he's, he's been on and off on it. But okay. I, but at the last thing he had said before the sale was that I'm not going to make another trilogy. And then on the day of the sale, he goes, I said I would never get around to making another trilogy. But I never said I wouldn't let Kathleen. And so, he essentially handed the reins over to Kathleen with the sale to Disney, and Kathleen Kennedy has seen the biggest, I, I, I would say the biggest Re-establishing of Star Wars as a brand. Oh yeah. Over the you know like since the early two thousands. I mean they're hitting it on every possible platform they can: TV, film, streaming services. Yep.
0: I don't and know that it would have happened yet.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Probably not. Why wouldn't Probably he hand not it over yet. to Kathleen before if he if he had that thought? She's right. worked with them for a long time. All right. Yeah, I would be interested to see.
1: What I it guess would it be. does
0: get down to the nitty gritty of what George Lucas specifically had made. Mm-hmm. Or would he have just had Lucasfilm continue? Okay. Because I think it would have been bad. I would reserve judgment. I don't know.
2: I think at the end of the day, some people will, you know, you can hate on this if you will. I think selling to Disney was kind of the right choice.
0: It definitely is. Yeah. If you got
2: agree. A, a Disney, uh, both.
0: Selling in, to someone was the right choice.
2: Both in filmmaking and in their park program, as part of their parks, they are. A group that most people think that they're just in it for money. But I think generally they really care about storytelling and they want they don't like they don't want to put up a crappy Star Wars movie. Well if they put up a crappy Star Wars movie
1: they won't make money.
2: They won't make money. So they know the value of putting up something that people are gonna want to see and people are gonna want to talk about and people are gonna want to, you know, feel a sense of community around. That's why they bought Pixar. That's why they bought Marvel Studios. That's why they bought the Muppets. That's why they bought Star. That's why they yeah. bought Star Wars because yeah. they recognize that people have a connection to these on an emotional level, and they're committed to telling stories that are going to get you emotionally connected.
1: And they know when to keep and their hands off of, of it. So, like whenever yeah. you go to a Disney movie, you see the castle and you see the arc. You don't see that in a Marvel movie. You don't see that in a Star Wars movie. Those are not. That is not their focus. It's like, okay, we own this. But if we put our Disney brand all over it, it's going to detract a certain amount of people. Mm -hmm. No matter how much they love it or how much they are involved in Star Wars, if they see that Disney thing, they're going to be a little reserved on it. They're going to think it's cartoony because that's what they're going to think. And so let's just pump the brakes on this. We don't have to have it all over this. Let Lucasfilm have it. Let Marvel be the ones that have this. But we're just hanging out in the background, letting them do their thing.
2: We're gonna be the. we'll, We'll give them the money to you know get started and then we'll you know we'll obviously rake in our share of the money whenever you know that movie does gangbusters they're letting the creators for the most part do their thing and i think you can really tell by the fact that when we talk about it next week the last jedi had a lot of controversy it's a little bit polarizing they clearly didn't interfere with ryan johnson they let him do what he wanted to do right and we'll talk about that and
0: they i mean they also they know how to course correct when it needs to be done Sure. So the, the Star Wars under Disney has had a lot of problems mm. that uh, you can't really ignore. I mean, there have been several director changes between, um, gosh, a lot of them. Did I don't remember if, I think Ryan Johnson was always attached to direct The Last Jedi. Yeah, you know? I think he was. But multiple people were attached to direct The, the Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was never supposed to be J.J. J. Abrams.
2: Not again, though. no. He, he, it was supposed to be Colin Trevorrow originally. Right.
0: Then you look at um, Solo, Solo, a movie that I think is very good.
2: Yeah, I enjoyed it. But not surprised that the the very public
0: behind-the-scenes turmoil, I think, played a part in affecting the box office returns of that movie, which were very high but low for a Star Wars movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, still made over two hundred million dollars. Right, exactly. I mean, unfortunately, the insane reshoots made it a very costly movie, but... Yeah, I mean, you know, people... But it's an example of not everything is peachy under the Disney rule. Not everything's perfect, but they... But they they try to course correct when they need to.
2: But at the same time, they're doing stuff. Right. Which was such a complaint that was kind of... And they put
0: stuff on hold after Solo didn't perform well. Yeah. They they canceled projects.
2: Yeah, they said, hey, we're not going to rush it into anything. I mean, they put out Rogue One... Which did a whole ton of money too. We didn't we haven't even get gotten into that, but
0: and I it, I still think there's something fishy behind the fact that um the final season of Game of Thrones was seen so poorly, and then those two guys left their Star Wars project. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that's a, um, a
2: coincidence. We'll got to see, and they've recently put you know Kevin Feige on uh, exactly on, on a who is from project who is we'll fingers crossed
0: out. knock on all the wood hasn't messed up Marvel yet.
2: Oh yeah, Kevin Feige. No, Marvel
0: has not had the the serious missteps that Star Wars has. A
2: no, little bit. they've not. They've not had anybody get to. I mean, at least uh, after the departure of. of the Ike worst Perlmutter. thing you can
0: say about Marvel movies is that a couple of them are mediocre. Yeah, yeah.
2: and they've yeah. They, <laughs> they've really not had any big missteps. But speak. You know, next week we're going to get into yeah. what's one of the most polarizing episodes of Star Wars
0: for no apparent reason. Yeah. Um. Well,
2: well, Rotten people we have reasons
0: we don't like. Well, I don't agree with them. No, there are a lot of bad silly. reasons. They're silly, but it's not for the Rotten Tomatoes game. But you know what? Opinions are silly, and everyone has them, <laughs> yeah. just like assholes. <laughs> 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 everyone has those two. Yeah, In you, this part it, like, of the country. It's like that, shotguns that's, and that's well, well, who's digging this up? Who's doing this game? I don't know.
2: I think it's you. Who
1: won last? Are you week? doing
0: it? Yeah. Did I you win Jingle it, All the Way? I thought I won it. Okay, well then you can do it. All right, I'll do I I'll don't it. I do care.
2: No, all right. I almost forgot about. I forgot what I was going to say. One of these
0: days we're going to write it down. No, we're not. Okay, so uh, everybody, throw out your guesses for Star Wars: The Force Awakens. We need to rethink. Oh, anything? Not anymore. What? You're out of the shot, and you're fifty thousand feet from the microphone. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And don't put the pillow in front of the microphone. What are you doing? I don't want to read. So weird. Just don't look. <laughs> just, yeah, just don't look. Use self-control. Look at the camera. <laughs> well, don't do that, because then you can't hear them. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, So what does everybody think Star Wars The Force Awakens got on Rotten Tomatoes? What's it sitting at? 91. 91! First oh, answer. Guess. Is that my guess? Um... <laughs> I will say eighty nine. Eighty nine. Second <laughs> answer.
1: I'm in the prices ratchet. Ninety two. Ninety two.
0: Third answer. <clears throat> Packed with action and populated by both familiar faces and fresh blood, the Force Awakens successfully. Recalls the series' former glory while injecting it with renewed energy.
1: Also known as nostalgic. <laughs> known as that. Or rebirth. Re- I'm, I'm going to stay there. I mean, that's what I wrote down. I'm going to keep it.
2: I'm going to go to 95. It's going up to 95. You're 92? Mm-hmm. I'll set it a solid 90. I'm going to sit right there on 90.
0: Mm-hmm. 90. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So no one got it exactly right. There
2: oh man, that's it. probably right in between somewhere. But everybody's
0: pretty close. Everybody's within the general gist of it. I was really hoping for having to do a tiebreaker, but I guess not.
1: Oh, there's no tiebreaker either.
0: Well, there would have been.
1: Well, are if we all needed to do? Is, a there, tiebreaker. is it in the middle of either one of our guesses? No. Dang.
0: So the final score, from Critics on Round Tomatoes, oh. is ninety three oh. percent. Ninety three.
2: That's you said it. 95. What did you say?
0: 92. 92. You said 90. So you're the closest. So there
1: Written right here. 92.
2: I ain't cheating. So that's at 93%? 93. Yep. I'm so glad that that's held up pretty well. Yep. And recent reviews haven't like messed it up or anything. Nope. What's the audience score on that? 86. 86, really? Mm-hmm. Dropped down a little bit. But it's pretty good. Pretty it's also based low. on
0: 231,000 ratings. So hmm. It's, it's probably probably the audience. going to be some bad ones. It's work. probably yeah, been... Uh, try and drag down lines. a little
2: bit but I not but obviously not too much. This one obviously had the right amount of what everybody was looking for. Yep.
0: Cool. So, love it. All right. So that wraps up. What about our personal ratings? Oh, I don't care. I think 5555? Five, 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 five? No. Are you going to do pull an Andrew and say 6? No. It is 5 for me. It's a 5 for me, too. I had it so at four off. and a half until I it. So what are you going to ruin?
1: I have it at four and a half. Well, you're a bastard. Only. <laughs> it's a five-star movie. The only reason I knocked it was because of the fact that it had a lot of rehashing from the old one. That's the only reason. It's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing at all. I just feel like I've seen it before, even though it's, it's done well. You started this thing. episode
0: so where was complaining it? about those people who say that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I didn't say it's a bad thing. I'm just saying that if you're going to look at it as a perfect movie, it's got too many elements for me, from other movies, or it's not, not a we're it's we're not all a bad thing. A review for the yeah. whole rest of
2: the podcast. It's not yeah. a bad he thing didn't bring at all. Up any of this this stuff. is a
1: whole new Nick Garrett. <laughs> That's the whole point of the new nostalgic. Oh, brother! That's not. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. <laughs> I'm just saying that if you're if you're looking at me to give it a five star movie, I can't do that because it's got so many of the other elements. That I've already seen. It's
2: not a bad thing. You know it's lar- It's not a bad thing.
1: Yeah, you subtract it you know lar- half a
0: star. I
2: I You I want would, me to give it I, four, seven, five? You know what I, I I actually had it at four and a half until I rewatched it last night for the podcast and I went it's a five-star movie. It doesn't, up bother, a it
1: doesn't bother me at all.
2: And I couldn't I'm tell you only why I gave it four and a half. You don't know why you're giving it four I and a half. I just
1: explained why I'm giving it <laughs> four and a half. You don't know. You don't know what you're talking about. I said it's a five-star movie. like women. <laughs> that's what it <laughs> <that's laughs> <what laughs> is. That's <laughs> what it <laughs> <that's laughs> <what laughs> is. You hate <laughs> women. This is a Ray thing, isn't no, it? it's not a Ray <laughs> thing at all. You hate women. It's a third time I've seen the Death Star thing. It's a third time I've seen the Death Star thing.
2: Death Stars are their thing. Give me something new. That's, but it's not use, that's a bad like a, thing. It's the, also the 14th time you've seen a lightsaber, but you're not going, oh, where's the axes, though? Why that's doesn't anybody use a gun? Mm-hmm. No. They build Death Stars. That's their If that's you're their asking, deal. Uh,
1: listen, if you're asking, if we want to jump to next week, I can tell you what next week's going to be already. <laughs> I can't put them on the same plane because I've seen a lot of things that I've already seen. in. in
0: then I week. have to assume that there are no five-star Marvel movies because they're also all the same. Yeah by that argument i don't
1: know if i have it that can't be true in game is
0: that's not true that's impossible
1: <laughs>
0: uh, oh, no, no. Boy. <laughs> that's okay yeah no it i mean it's not okay because i
2: had it at four and a half but then when i was rewatching i couldn't i, I was like well, what am i gonna say is the reason that it's not five i kept trying to think well, what i is just said the back? reason i gave it a four I and know, a half. but your reason is contradictory to how much you loved all that stuff <laughs> earlier
1: I never said it was a bad thing. All I'm saying is that if you're looking at me to rank a movie as a five-star movie, mm-hmm. I'm saying I've seen a lot of these things mm-hmm. three times already. Uh-huh. So, like, you just, it's just taking it, I'm just pulling it back to four and a half. I said it's I a five-star it. movie that I'm giving four and a half. It's cool. I understand. Merry Christmas, Gary. It's great. It's great. I, it's not a bad thing. Y'all are acting like I gave it a two. No, no. Damn. No. I didn't we're, say
2: a word over here. We're day. just <laughs> yanking your chain.
0: You
1: old,
2: a little bit,
1: y'all. Fifteen percent, y'all are. Y'all are. Y'all not a bad it, thing, no, and yet you're using are. it to give it a lower score.
3: Yeah, it's so not it is a, a bad thing. It's
1: not a bad thing. Yeah. It's just well, from, it's a a a movie, thing. from a movie <laughs> from a movie making perspective. From a movie making perspective. Yeah. If you use the same devices over and over, I'm going to dock you a little bit.
0: Mm, mm-hmm. Fair enough. Good. Yeah. Sure. Whatever. All right. Well. What a, what a sour way to end this episode. I'm getting a really bad review of this movie. I can't believe it, honestly. I'm a little floored. Flooring it. Flooring it. i flooring. So we'll be back next week with Star Wars The Last Jedi. Buckle uh, up, folks. Probably the greatest movie ever made. Bye-bye uh, Casablanca uh, <laughs> and uh, Citizen Kane and whatever other old movies Andrew likes and yeah. has fallen asleep in. Yeah, uh, you know. Seven Samurai, The Great Train <laughs> Robbery, Gone with the Wind, Yeah, Last Jedi, above all of those, mm. all of them. Yeah, uh, we'll be back with that, and then of course we'll wrap up uh, this um, series, here. this series, and this regular season with Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker. Yep. Till next time. Take that, Avatar.